What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. 3HL 104.5, the zone broadcasting live from Phoenix Radio Row. Thanks to Mitsubishi Electric, Brent Norton, Don Davenport. Slay had to go do some interviews or something. I don't know what, what he's doing he's, now. but People know him everywhere. They do. It's um, ridiculous. Yeah, they know this guy too. Nate Boyer joins us at the table. Nate, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We are what? doing well. So did I see that? Like, I thought you were um, – I didn't know you were from Oak Ridge. Yeah. Yeah, born in Oak Ridge. I, we moved when I was like two. Yeah. So, my dad went to veterinary school at that, that UT. I went to the other UT. Yes, you did. With the better looking oh. orange. Oh, um, really? Uh-oh. <laughs> Might Uh-oh. get some upside down horns going. Yes. I don't know. And my mom was an engineer at Oak Ridge National Lab. So, I was born there, and then I think I was two. Uh, we moved to the Bay Area. So, I grew up in the Bay Area. Yeah. That's why I'm a uh, 49ers fan. Yeah. And, yeah, I spent most of my life in – in California, uh, besides the you know the military and all that stuff. So you mentioned Texas. Why Texas? Austin. I loved Austin. Um, and at the time when I went there, well, still, I mean, it's just that legendary program, the history of Texas football. Yeah. Um, but Austin was a big part of it for me. I wanted to be somewhere relatively west. You know, my family was still in California. Um, but I didn't want to go to school in California. I wanted a different experience. It was just such a it's just such a great college town. Uh, it's got a lot of similarities to Nashville. Similarities to Nashville. I love Nashville yep. as well. I haven't been to Austin, but I keep hearing that. Yeah, and that's yeah. Just, you know, Nashville's better, but you know, it's a close second. Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they are they are very they are very similar. Similar yeah. people. Yeah, you know, Half of California moved to each place. You know what I mean? <laughs> that like, is so true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> so uh, b- before we get to the NFL stuff and the military stuff, so. You you go to Texas. You you walk on. You hadn't played football at all before that. No, never. I, so uh, what 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 led to that decision? Uh, regret <laughs> of not doing it. Um, fear of regret of not trying. I think and, you know. And I, I I was coming out of the military. I was 29 years old. I just maybe it was a you know early early onset midlife crisis of like you just just you know why not go try and if you make it awesome if you don't. Who cares? You know yeah. what I mean? Life goes on. I didn't know anybody really there. I didn't know anybody in Austin. It was just like this new place, and it was just kind of this what do I got to lose mentality. And so I started training for it, you know, like a year before. I'm like, I'm just wherever I go to school, I'm going to try to play ball. And once I got into Texas, um, I was like, well, it's going to be really hard to make that team, but how cool would that be? And so then I just upped the ante and kind of went all in. And, and, you know, I made it on the team. I was on the scout team the first year. Mm-hmm. I was a safety. I wasn't getting on the field as a safety at Texas. I just didn't have the speed. So I started long snapping my sophomore year and found a way on that way. And uh, it worked out. You know? I'm glad I did it and got that opportunity uh, at the next level as well. And yeah. It kind of led to some – it opened a lot of doors. So, ne- like, not even a peewee football? No. Like, <laughs> like, never a snap of football. And you said, you know, I'm just going to go walk on <laughs> at, at Texas. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Like this I is know. we're not talking some non-football school here, you know. Yeah. Now, now the SEC 
Texas. That's but right. Yeah. I can't wait for the UTUT games. Right? Won't that be Those great, It's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be cool. Uh, I won't give you the horns down. If Slay was here, he'd give you the horns no, there's down. There's going to be a lot of <laughs> horns down. I love the horns down. It's motivation. You know what I mean? Like, when you play Texas Tech on the road in Lubbock, they throw tortillas at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You love that energy. I yeah. pick up, pick one up, take a bite, throw it back, you know. <laughs> it's fun. Like, I, I'm – I'm all about. Uh, I'm all about that. I mean, that's college football. That's yeah. what it's about. Like, if, without the heckling and the taunting and the booze, and you know, I mean, we don't want people throwing heavy objects, but you know, <laughs> without that, pouring beer on you, or whatever. Like, that's yeah. college football. That's that's how it should be. I don't mind it, and I think most players like it too. It, it you feel like the, it's it's fun to be the villain, you know, and come into town and um, you know be be hated a little bit, and then. You know, when you get the win and you just silence the crowd, there's nothing like it. Uh, a lot of that at Texas, too, <laughs> during that time. Nate Boyer uh, joins us on 3HL. So you seem like you're the kind of guy that just enjoys throwing yourself into situations. Like I always tell my kids, be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And so d- did I read correctly, like after high school, you went to you went to Hollywood? I went to San Diego first. Okay. I worked on a fishing boat. And <laughs> two, I, wait, doing what? What? That was a deckhand, just on a on, on like a so just doing like I'm not cleaning a boat up guy, cleaning so. up blood, you know, awesome cutting up fish. I mean, <laughs> yeah, gaffing them when they get close to the boat and like bringing them in and um, yeah, it was cool. I, I mean, it was a good job for 18, 19 year old kid. It was good money and it was like, you know, good experience, hard work. And then I, w- I became interested in film and TV, so I moved up to LA. Cause why and, not? Yeah, why not? I, I mean, mean, I just kind of packed the car up and <laughs> headed up there and. <laughs> I didn't know anybody there either. And, uh, you know, I, I, I took some acting classes. I was interested in film school. And then 9-11 happened, and it kind of just, you know, life changed for all of us, really. But it put me on a different trajectory for a long time. So I came back um, afterwards, finished my degree, finished my master's by doing an internship uh, at a production company with, with Peter Berg, who did, like, Lone Survivor and Friday Night Lights. And, yep. Uh, and then from there, that's when – that's where all that stuff sort of started. So when football ended, I had that, you know, and um, and so now, you know, my my first move, my the first movie I ever directed is out now. It's on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, uh, uh, Tell us about Showtime, it. Paramount Plus. Yeah, Stallone's an executive producer on it, which is really cool. Nice. It's about uh, MVP. It's about merging vets and players. The organization I co-founded with Jay Glazer. In the movie, there's a Marine who's living in a homeless shelter and an NFL player first year out of the league, and they're both going through the same struggles, losing that uniform, losing that locker room, trying to figure out who they are and find purpose. And they kind of help each other through it ultimately. In the movie, portrayed on screen, all the actors who are playing vets are actual veterans, every single one of them. And then, like, Tony Gonzalez and Howie Long and Michael Strahan uh, has a cameo and uh, Randy Couture is in it. All these athletes play themselves, kind of telling their own stories of transitioning, but through like a scripted movie. Uh, so it's cool. It, it was. It's like it's very authentic. It almost feels like a docu style, but mm-hmm. but it's a narrative. Man, can't wait to see that. Um, yeah, Nate Boyer with us on Three Two. Yeah, uh, definitely. So you mentioned nine eleven. Um, where were you? Wh- I was. Were I was in Los Angeles. Yep. Okay. I was in a little shoebox apartment uh, with a Murphy bed. And I remember, you know, the phone woke me up because it was, it was probably 5.30 in the morning Pacific time or so. Right. And it was my mom on the other line. She just said, turn the TV on. I turned it on and, you know, saw the towers and smoke and, and then watched them fall on this, you know, this little crappy 
TV in my little crappy apartment. And man, did like, I mean, I know it affected everybody in different ways, but did I just feel so insignificant in that moment too? And I'm just like thinking about those, the people on the ground there, you know, in New York and what they had to be feeling and think I couldn't even process it. And just feeling so lucky, even though I didn't have much to just be safe and um, have the opportunity that I had to go out to LA and try to be an actor or whatever, you know, like how lucky am I? And then as, you know, really months and years went on, all these people were, were joining and a lot of them were giving up, you know, a lot of opportunities and I didn't really have anything going. So I was like, what am I doing? You know, I might as well do this. And, and I ended up, I served, I was on active duty for about five years and I did five more in the guard after that. And, um, it, yeah, it completely changed my life. It wasn't something I thought I'd be doing, you know, military-wise. I, I never, but but no one was expecting 9/11 either, you know, right? And it happened. Um, but yeah, I was 20. I mean, 20 years old. You're pretty impressionable, and uh, yeah, just just insane that 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 occurred. Um, but really inspiring to see how we bounced back. I wish we would get a little more of that bounce back mentality as a country these days. Yep. Because we sure we sure did it big time there, and I, it sucks that it takes these things. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes hurricanes and attacks uh, for us to come together. Like yeah. we we shouldn't have to have that stuff, and so I don't wish more of that upon us. But it is there's always hope in that to see the way that we rally um, as a country. So I'm proud of that. But well, you know, it's it's, it's amazing to think about because like uh, I as you mentioned, we were all affected differently by by 9/11, but. I think uh, one uniform thought is, what can I do, you know? And and you didn't just think it, you did it. And so I'm curious, like, you join, you go to Iraq, Afghanistan, like, what was your, your vision of what that might be like compared with what it really was when you got over there? Um, It was definitely very different. Uh, the things that I treasure the most, I mean, being in the Special Forces, like, we're, we're working – hand-in-hand with host nationals, you know. So everything we do is by, with, and through Afghans, Iraqis. Um, And so, like, the biggest thing was the people uh, and how similar we were in a lot of ways, even though, you know, they don't have the the, the access to education and healthcare and all these things and completely different culture and religion and beliefs. But at the end of the day, when you get the opportunity to, to, to know them a little bit and see how much they care. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about family and and the people around you and your community. All those things are similar. And then there was so many of those people that really cared about their country and cared about their tribe. And they wanted to uh, defend that for the right reasons. They just don't have the resources. And then the complication of how it all worked with, you know, it being a war on terror, not a war on a, on a country. It it was it almost felt unwinnable even back then yeah and but at the same time you're like proud to be there and you know you should be there because these people need you so it was just this very complicated thing so i do want to say before we we tap out here that you know for all for all the vets and people that did serve during the global war on terror and any war like no matter how it shook out you, you should be proud of what you did and what you were willing to do you know and the people that you were fighting for and because they're very uh for the most part they're very grateful for the effort that you put in, you know, the scoreboard, the way it shakes out, the result, we have no control over that, but you know, you got to control, you do always have control over the actions you take and, um, and a bit of control over that perspective and remembering, you know, why you did what you did. 
Nate Boyer with us on 3HL. Yeah, we've got the, the great people at the 101st Airborne in Fort Campbell Amen. right up the road. Um, and so. this Special Forces group. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of buddies up there. So yeah. It's a, yeah, cool, yeah. It's a cool place. Hey, man, it's good checking in with you. I wish we had a Thank lot you. more time All with good. you. Yeah, we always want more time guy. with you. Yeah. Uh, Nate Boyer, check out the film, MVP. Thank you so much, yeah, guys. Man. Really appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate you. Talk soon. 3HL 104.5 The Zone. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. and Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.